Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Romancing Our Stones, a very tragic episode of Romancing Our Stones. Um, we had a, suffered a great loss to the Bachelor family. Um, Claire and Dale are no longer together. They made it official. That's insane. So I didn't see this coming. You know, I thought when you knew, you knew. But apparently when you know, you don't know. But Claire's always been, she's always batted a thousand. Every time she's, when she knew, she's always had marriages go and last a lifetime. And, and, and it's just so sad. Like I have a really hard time doing this show because is true love dead? You know, Claire posted that she still believes in love. And I feel that. But I also think that's her asking to go back on the show. But I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, Alex, because this is Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to pop culture meeting that your girl will drag you to. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And um, we are reviewing, oh gosh, I don't, I don't, can I do this, Alex? I'm just so We sad. need to suck it up for this episode, Matt. I think the hardest part about are you Are you sad? Are you sad about them breaking up? Or are you sad that they might try and bring her back for another uh, season? <laughs> You know, she's just such a good person. And, um, you know, everything that she did in the show, I loved, obviously. So, like, I hope she comes back to try to give another shot because I need that. My heart hurts. It hurts. You know, and she's the oldest bachelorette ever. And this was supposed to work for her, Alex. It was supposed to work for her. And Dale, when Chris Harrison said that you need to be engaged, Sorry, I'm really emotional right now. When he said you have to get engaged, and he's like, "What? When?" And he's like, "Tonight." And he's like, "Oh my god!" Like he, that was love, Alex. Who would have thought the bachelor shotgun wedding was not going to work out for them? I, I don't know. Love is dead. What do I do? Someone hold me. If, if it can't work for Claire, it can't you know? There's not much hope for the rest of us. But there, we digress. There's no that. There's no adage. If it doesn't work for Claire, it doesn't work anywhere. Alex, <laughs> you just got married. You've been married for a while. It's not gonna work. It didn't work for Claire. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you I'm just sorry. come up with that on the spot? That's brilliant. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it doesn't work for Claire, it doesn't work anywhere. That's that's what I heard. Oh, that's on that. That's in Sacramento. Um, what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, you know what? I went with a holiday version Bud Heavy. It's got the Clydesdales in the snow, which means it is uh, 100% renewable electricity, produces bottle. That's cool. huge. That is huge when drinking beer. And uh, Bud Heavy is only 5% ABV, which I thought was kind of interesting because isn't Bud Light 5% as well? Yeah, they just have, they don't take out. They just put more water into it. Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> they, make, they make Bud heavy and then they filter it with more water. I think it's just more calories, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But I love the fact that you're drinking Bud heavy just because it's still left over in your refrigerator. It's not like you sought oh, yeah. that out. Oh, yeah. no, I've got, uh, I've got 28 cans of this left. <laughs> so come on over. Come on. I'm trying, you're not trying to have pumpkin beer. Our pumpkin beer is ready. Come thirsty. Ooh. Ooh. Next episode, I'll be cracking one of those. Maybe I'll crack one later tonight too. Yeah. I mean, we're ready to we're ready to rock with our pumpkin ale. Um, are you, I what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh Lagunitas IPA. Um mm. I'm drinking this because not because I'm a native Californian, 
I'm drinking this because I had a $2 coupon at Safeway and for the 12 pack. So I'm drinking it. It is based out of, um, geez, California. No, it's Northern California. Oh, is it Northern California? Oh. Yeah. Well, if you remember. I'm, I'm thinking know. of Sculpin. I'm thinking of Sculpin. That's our, um, who's that? Ballast Point. Ballast Point. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they're from Paloma or they're from Petaluma, California. Okay. 6.2% alcohol. Um, you know, I'm ready, I'm ready to go here. Nice. So I like the, it. Yeah. So this is Matt James's uh, episode. I think it's episode. Uh, I think three? it's four, isn't it? Three, four. I want to say it's four. I don't check know. My hey, there's only been yeah. one rose ceremony, though. Uh, is it, or oh, no, two? you're right. Three. Three. This is three. Yeah. Yep. And they did that thing again where they start off with a clip and the clip was of this complete ass interrupting their first kiss. Granted, the ass was a donkey. So um, I guess- <laughs> Literally an ass. Yeah, literally an ass. And um, I was just so pissed for, I didn't know who that was at that point, but I was like, whoever that girl is, is getting interrupted by this ass. Um, at first I thought it was a really asthmatic man that was interrupting because it was wheezing, but it was really just the donkey doing its thing. Just hee-hawing. <laughs> oh. Well, you know the producer slapped it on the ass just to get it over in the right direction. Oh yeah, like, go oh, on. Yeah. Um, because they, they got the guy who was they got the guy who was hurting them all because he's probably farming them. They're like, go shoo them over towards their direction. This is actually the guy that did the cold water challenge. He was actually the one that herds the herds the the donkey around. He's kind of, oh, he's yeah? considered a cold water uh, expert and an ass man. So um, <laughs> that's right. He was the ass man. I saw that on his profile. Um, but um, the, the episode starts out with Sarah passing out the rose ceremony. And I, you know, like we gave her the benefit of the doubt last time. And I was thinking about it more and more. You know, like you need to bend your knees, sweetie. If you've been in a wedding, you yep. need to know, bend your knees. She stands for a living. She's a reporter, an on-site mm-hmm. reporter. So she knows not to lock her knees, which makes me think that this was an attention grab. What do you think? I mean, what are well, your thoughts? Well, what I'm sure what we'll talk about for the rest of the episode as well, there's a lot of attention grabbing that she ends up doing. Yes. A lot of which is next level because she does it without being physically present. So I think that's, that's a whole other level too of absence drawing attention. So, so I wonder if she was this criminal mastermind or not criminal, but like this manipulative mastermind. But the producers have to have a hand in this only, and I say this for a couple of reasons, Firstly, they asked, they like, I still think they were feeding questions into his ear about her getting to talk about her dad, which caused an untrue, unrealistic connection to Matt just because she opened up about something that was important to her and he was nice about it. Secondly, she passed out and then they put her in front of this glass revolving door with the entire rose ceremony looking at her through the glass background. Yep. As he's consoling her. Um, and then you know, yeah. then she comes to back the point and, where all the girls are sitting down watching man. him. So it took some time for him to console her because they're all sitting down on their butts, right? Like waiting for the show to get back on, like get rolling again. So I can like, why I don't know why they didn't stay in that back room or off to the side? They did it right in front of them, and the people get were getting pissed. And then there's Anna, who is the girl with the most teeth in the entire world, and she yes. kind of looks like an angry Claire Dumphy from Modern Family. She yes. looks just like yes. uh, the, what's, what's I don't uh, I forget her name. her name. 
Yeah, and Happy Gilmore too. Um, yep. But um, I don't know when they, she has she has a lot of teeth, man. I mean, props to her orthodontists because they're all straight. Well, but at the same time, like well, she, it's not necessarily the smile. I think it's part of it, but I think when she smiles, she looks a little crazy. And I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just like she she's got that look like oh yikes, okay. Julia Bow Julie Bowen, that's her name. Julie Bowen, okay. Julie Bowen, yeah. Um, look it up. Do we should do a cross sample? But anyway, everyone comes back. Sarah's like, oh my gosh, like I just passed out. I've never passed out before. And then they go, and then Victoria gets a rose. I think over Mary Mary Lynn or Marilyn Marilyn Marilyn, yeah. Um, and that's complete producer pick, which is, I think the producer involvement in the seasons drive me a little bit very crazy. heavy yeah it's super heavy well because what and, and why do you say that because victoria gets the last rose yet again the second time she had the last rose uh Bree's date was they share a common backstory um get the rose uh the group date was uh manufactured drama because of this whole thing and then he forced sarah to answer questions about her dad when she wasn't ready to i feel like the producer's like and then victoria like is you seen talking to a producer talking about how much she hates everyone in the talking spot. yes yes and you know it's, it's like something i learned from this episode is that people like victoria more than they're editing it to make you think mm-hmm. like when victoria was reading her story every girl was fucking loving it and yeah. cheering and high-fiving her and, yeah, you know, she's a mean girl. Obviously, she's there to stir the pot, but she's not as bad as they're making her look. Mm-hmm. Is, is my is my assumption. I still think she's nuts. But I will say that again, when we get to the point where the girls kind of call her out, um, Victoria has her moments where she goes just childish on her, but she does make some good points when Sarah tries to like explain herself. Right, and Victoria's like, have some self-awareness. Do you realize like what you're what this is doing to the rest of us? Right. And it's like, whoa, Victoria has some self-awareness. We don't know you. We don't know you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't, I don't, I can't be, I can't even begin to think what the situation feels like, but you know, like if someone in my house had a terminal illness like ALS, which was made famous by Stephen Cocking. I would, I feel like I would talk about it more <laughs> openly. Like I'm here for, because, you know, he encouraged me to do it. He wanted me to see me find love. I wouldn't keep it like this big secret. And I can't imagine how hard that is for a family too. So I can't really speak to that, but you know, like. Uh, I, mean, I mean, part of it is, is like, it's her life though too, right? Like, what yeah. do you do? Um, no, I'm going to stay at home. Like, like, how do you not say, well, my father has ALS and I'm his caretaker. I'm taking care of him because probably don't have too much time left for them and then you know i'm really just trying to cherish these last moments these, but these he encouraged me to come on here to find love like it's like a simple conversation i feel like but yeah again i can't i can't you know i, I, I don't think it's, i don't think it's yeah I, I don't think it's a it's not a knock on her character or anything so you know but again this is this goes back to the you know how you know what was i mean was she really just torn about the entire thing this entire process and being on this show and away from her dad or what we I don't think you and I are on either side of the fence here but I think we just raised the question there's a lot of attention grabbing tactics that go into play here there's a lot of there's a lot of Sun you know Sun Tzu art of war type of stuff going on if you think about it if it's if it's directed 
right? Yeah, I mean, and let's let's for, the, for those that haven't listened yet, maybe want to just see what we're talking about for the guys that might be like, like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Because I just went well, right into it. This behavior, like when I was watching it throughout the whole episode, the girls were partly right. She was partly right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it there's a lot of um, you know, like victimness going on, and you know, granted, she's in a shitty situation, but you know, using that for negative attention or any attention, you know, like I have to, I might leave, I might leave. It as as a male that Matt James needs to realize is that this behavior is going to continue. And if you mm-hmm. want to have someone that you constantly need to reassure or constantly need to chase or Convince. constantly say, I'm yeah. into you, that is going to be your life because this person feels validation when you chase. Mm-hmm. And, and, so and, like, and like you said, like that was a per- perfect way to put it because the way I see this too is I'm getting tired of every season and I feel like I'm always the one that says this. And I mean, obviously you're picking up on it too, but I feel like I'm always the one saying they can't, they, there's no way they've gone this long without watching a single season of the show to understand how it operates. It's like, I'm done saying that. Cause she's like, I just, this is so hard. Yeah. Why did you sign up for this? Like, this was. yeah, it's just, it gets to the point where like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm starting to develop a, bitterness towards girls that end up having this reaction where I used to be like I get it it's tough it's you know nothing's like this before yeah we're on like season 27 or something like this like if you haven't seen this in the last two decades you're you're kidding yourself like and, and like, get Katie, like Katie had you know I know we're jumping to the end but I mean Sarah was the focal point of the entire show which drove me a little bit nuts um yes. but, but katie put it well it's like if he has something with you or he feels something with you and you leave prematurely and that's still in his brain it is going to affect my relationship so cess it out and yeah. i hope that you stay because i hope that it's me at the end like that is like the most mature view of this entire show and it's, yeah. it's a it's a weird situation to be in a show where you're dating apparently there's more women this season than ever before and they're, yeah, bringing, the key, yeah. and they're, they're bringing, bringing more, more in. which yeah. I think I understand. And I have a theory. I'll float to you later. I'll tease it. Um, okay. But it is a process and it sucks, you know, probably in high school seeing your girlfriend kiss another boy. But if you know that that could potentially be a marriage at the end of it, you're like, okay, kiss him, recognize I'm a better kisser or whatever. Yeah. Move on. But, but that's that's me as a 30 something year old and uh, as a 20 something year old i would not feel the same which all these people are which is ripe for drama um mm-hmm. you know which is what they want to do but i mean sarah 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 was a instigator of bad behavior sarah was manipulating matt and manipulating the girl's time and then mm-hmm. when she got called out on it she became a victim yeah. Don't you know what I'm going through? And it's, you know, it's very hard to, to talk down or speak truth to someone that is like, my father's dying of ALS and I should be with him, but I'm here and I'm so confused. You know, switching to the victim, all of a sudden people can't jump on you. And I get mm-hmm. that. But when she went to go talk to Matt at the end of it, she said, all the girl, I'm leaving because the girls were mean to me. Yeah. What she said, and, then, yeah. and it's like, that's a lie. Yeah, probably yeah. weren't nice to you, but you said that you're leaving because of your father. Mm-hmm. 
that's what yeah. that's what makes me question her motives. The stories are yeah, the stories don't connect, right? They're not the same. She's saying what she needs to say the way she needs wants to say it before so she can do it on her terms with depending on who her audience is. She did again, she she kept herself away from the group outings. So everybody, of course, is what they're doing, talking about her, right? What does she do when she's not on a group date? She goes and interrupts a group date to spend time with Matt. It's like, she's just doing things that just don't take anybody else's, like for her being as emotion sensitive as she was in this episode, she's taking none of the other girls' emotions into consideration. No, when she's doing any of this. So it's very selfish. It's very self-centered. And Katie called her out for it. And I I love that. Every, like... A dildo girl became stiff and hard on this in this episode, and she's she stood firmly and erect for what she believed in, yeah. and she, it got she other shot people, her shot, and she got other, other people shaking, and yep. you know like she hit the spot at the end, in my opinion. Yep. And those were all dildo references, <laughs> um, but 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 truly like like she literally said, "I don't appreciate this. You have time to talk about it. Are you here because you're feeling insecure? Do you think that that's what's going on?" You think that's okay? And then when she got accosted by the entire group, she said, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't, I don't agree with what went on in there. I don't think that's cool, but I want to still come to you as a person. I still don't think what you did is right, but tell me your reasons why. Why? Like it was such a breath, breath of fresh, fresh air. air. And these these young chicks are being mean girls to mm-hmm. to this to Sarah. And I'm not saying Sarah didn't deserve it because everything Sarah did, like they Instigated have the right to be it, upset it, yes, about. Yes." But at the same time, they were treating it like mean girls. Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah, they're gonna like legit isolate her and like not like basically not talk to her. They're, she's gonna be out of the click basically. And click, click, click. Well, I mean, a couple of the girls show their their true colors. Kit, Victoria, um, I think Katie showed her true colors in the right way. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like if Matt were if Matt were to see that scene. If I were to see that scene before he made any other decisions with the girls, I feel like he'd be like, all right, so picking her at least to the top three because she's legit. Well, honestly, <laughs> if I saw that, if I saw that in real time or if the producer's like, hey, yo, check this out, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to focus on her. Yep. And, and let me yep. with her. And she's, you know, like, I appreciate the, the gesture she made when she moved in. She wanted to stand out, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I, I told you from the first episode, I actually like her. A yeah. Lot. I liked her a lot because she seemed mature um, and she makes good boner puns. Um, two things that are very near and dear to my heart. Um, <laughs> boners and puns? Boners and puns, yeah. yeah. It's, I, that's, my, that's my license plate right now. B-N-E-R-S-P-U-E ampersand puns. So, um, <laughs> but you know, like, I, I, pre- I, do, I do appreciate that for sure. And she's somebody um, who I, I didn't care for up front and she's been like, especially after the last episode, I'm like, okay, she's a favorite of mine now. Yeah. She's legit. And I liked, so I know that we're, we're, we're talking about the meat of this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this group date, which was basically an ad for Chris Harrison's book. I mean, yeah. Ashley I does not have a job apparently because it's the second series in a row that she's made an appearance. She's reading mm-hmm. sexual poetry in the dark. We find out it's Chris Harrison's book. Um, yeah. Shameless plug shameless plug and um by the way if they're grooming her to take over as the host i'm done 
this podcast is over. <laughs> I she I will not accept her as the host well, of it, The Bachelor of the Bachelorette. And, and, it, and it showed how pervy Chris Harrison is. And it shows. <laughs> Put it like, down on paper, Chris. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like, sorry, I'm reading my notes as I I'm, I'm talking about here. You know, like then they had so they had to write these own sex scenes with Matt, and then. Mm-hmm. Matt tells this story like Matt's Matt's sex story literally sounds like a woman walking into the door with like 50 items that she needs to set down he's like she walks in the door she puts down her purse then she puts her keys on the table then she puts her grocery bag on the counter and I look at her I'm like god damn you're looking hot and she said oh gosh well let me take off my coat and then I grab her leg and I run up to the seam of her pants her dress I'm like it's just this isn't doing anything for weak. anyone weak <laughs> as we'll find out from the girls they're complete pervs <laughs> and his is considered like g-rated compared to what they got in store for him oh his was like his was like on disney plus which is on by abc same same network um but you know like even the girls like they sounded very young and immature it's like i pulled down his pulled up his shirt and i saw his rock hard abs it's like that's yeah. not how romance novels go. Like I, I haven't yeah. read any, but I don't I was think say, like, how, how do you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're not like he had a hard chiseled tummy. It's like no, they don't use the word <laughs> like, abs, rippling. Yeah, rippling belly. It'd I don't know. Like, <laughs> it'd be like the fire was cascading and glinting light over the, his stomach. And all I wanted to do was slowly drag my fingernails backwards down to where his nether regions, which I mean, I mean, what? Nether I, I regions? No way, <laughs> yeah, they don't say like cock. The Lord of the Rings themed. They don't, they don't say <laughs> cock. Novel? Erotic novels are not pornos. It's not like, hey, I grabbed his cock and I did this. You know, like, that's like not, you mean like Victoria's? Yeah, or, or like all the 20 somethings. Can, can I just say, I, I immediately thought when, it, when Victoria started sharing her story, that is one of those uh, earthquake emergency SOS signals interrupting the TV. Yeah. Remember those in California? Yeah. Like, this is an emergency broadcast system alert. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was somebody bleeping out so much of her story. It was like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. Well, in California, it's like, it's going to be 75 tomorrow. We just want you to know. Back to you. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, too, because like, uh, even like love Katie, but Katie was really surprised when she walked in. Uh, well, so actually, I said you're gonna be writing your novel, your novels piece. You're gonna be reading it not only to Matt but the other girls in the house. And then they cut to a later scene when Katie's like, "I was so surprised when the other girls were here." I'm like, "Were you not listening to the instructions? Like well, this was coming." I'll say this: she didn't say the other girls. She said in front of a live studio audience. Which I thought, whoa, okay. And then we just turned out to the girls, like, oh, I wouldn't be worried about that at all. Like, you're living with those girls. Who cares? <laughs> right. You're all dating the same guy. That's, and then, that's a little different than a live studio audience. <laughs> and then, and then uh, there was a voice over the screen and it said, we're all like, Matt is attractive and every woman wants to be intimate with Matt in some capacity. And I was like, that word has never been spoken to this podcaster. So I kind of had a little fulfillment of wishes when I watched that. But. You just close your eyes and replay like, that. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, they all listen to Romancing Our Stones. This is great. 
we should we should we should clip that that phrase and put it at the beginning of all of our casts now yeah <laughs> we all like they're listening to romancing our stones with matt and then clip <laughs> we're all like matt is attractive every woman wants to be intimate with matt in some capacity <laughs> oh um, but uh, i mean it was kind of i mean Serena C had no shirt on when she was talking. She had like a blazer and a bra on. Katie mm-hmm. went full porno with moaning. Victoria sounded like she, you know, like she sounded like she killed it. Um, Sarah looked like she was passing a kidney stone in the back. Super not comfortable. Um, my my question is this: Yeah, if Matt opened up the session being as guttural as they were, would they not find that creepy? Like if Matt's like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna do it. I almost went into yeah, it. Just... You almost tricked me. I almost went into like this really vulgar thing. Oh, I, oh, I did not. I did not twist your arm, friend. <laughs> we have a clean rating. I'm, I'm trying to keep it. I'm just posing the question. I'm posing the question. If he came on so strong, like some of the that some of the well, I can't talk right now. If he came as as strong as they had done. I think some people would be like, well, this Matt guy is kind of a creep. But I think because it's coming from a woman, maybe it's a little different. It's considered funny. I don't know. I'm just, I'll, I'm just posing the question. I feel like if Matt, if I heard those words come out of Matt, where it's constantly bleeping him out, I'd be like, Ugh, yikes. This seems very aggressive. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, Matt was kind of like the 40-year-old virgin scene when he's like, I grabbed her boob and it felt like a bag of sand. Like, yeah. like, like, okay. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I don't think that, I think that some of these girls would be like crossing out things and like changing, changing it to so, dirty, <laughs> dirty words. Somebody plays, somebody yeah. plays Seth Rogen's part. Have you ever felt a boob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt yeah, it. was really sandy. Abs. Yeah, dad bods are where it's at. Um, uh, so, um, all the girls said that they felt empowered by doing that. I can't relate to that. Um, Matt kisses with his eyes open, I, I wrote down. Um, oh. Every time he kisses people, his eyes are like half open. He's, he's either like fall, passing out or I don't know. Very strange. And I had I talked to somebody today and they're like, have you noticed that Matt James is not a good kisser? And I, and I was interesting because I, I was looking at the women to see if they were good kissers. This person said that Matt James is a bad kisser. What do you think about that? Hmm. I'll have to pay more attention for when he does kiss his girls, but I can't, I mean, it's, it's weird. I don't, there's things where I don't pay attention to those things when I watch, I guess, maybe to a fault that I will have to start paying attention because I will be, I mean, I don't know what, 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 what makes a good kisser, Matt? <laughs> everything I do. Everything, everything, everything you do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Uh, he can call me for you should, pointers. You should write a you should write a book because you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On how to kiss, you see, everything you do is is how to be a good kisser. You should just write a book and sell it to all the all the mats of the world that don't know how to kiss. I'll share my secret: throwing in little kisses every once in a while. It doesn't have to be full like I'm hungry kisses. Throwing a couple small pecks every once in a while does it works wonders. Nice. I hear your baby in the background. Is everything okay? Oh yeah, he's being yeah. he's being punished. Oh good, yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so then we already talked about Sarah interrupting and all that. That's, stuff. that's a joke for anybody who might be listening. <laughs> my wife's with my baby. 
he's 20 days old. We don't punish him or leave him anywhere. <laughs> this is the underwater underwater punishment, right? Yeah, this is the yeah. waterboard treatment. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, it was an important step. You're getting it. I'm, I'm teaching you to stop crying. I'm, 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 glad I, I'm glad you got my notes. Um, <laughs> Serena P goes on a date. Before she goes on a date, Sarah is up in the room. So Matt says, can I have... Well, so Matt said, I want to address the group about something. He's like, where's Sarah? And they're like, she's upstairs. And then he just leaves and he never addresses the group. <laughs> he says, give me five minutes. And he's probably up. I would say he was up there for a half hour. I mean, judging by everyone's oh, reaction. Oh, probably. Well, especially because, um, yeah, because she's sitting there and being like, okay, so when's my day going to start? Because our event's of- probably over. We've probably missed our... We probably missed our third flight, plane, plane flight of the uh, of the weekend. Our helicopter, our helicopter has left. Um, but Matt comes back. He's like, "We're all humans." It's like, yeah, but you don't you don't reward shitty human behavior, uh-huh. you know. Um, in my opinion, but um, Matt and Serena go horseback riding. Matt throws out some really bad puns about how horse relate, horse riding relates to relationships he says that yeah i'll take the reins and see what's in our path um oh sounds like like, toxic masculinity to me matt (laughs) (laughs) it's easier to ride a peloton than a horse um did anyone follow you by the way when you put out your name there you know what i have no idea (laughs) you should check it out i have to check it out follow me (laughs) mets 23 um, so I've been down for the count. So if you've seen zero activity, it's because I haven't done Jack. Yeah, <laughs> newborn. We'll, we'll, we'll let it slide. Don't um, worry, he's being punished. Yeah. So Matt Matt drops a bombshell and says he's never made a cheese board before. I thought that was a big thing to mention. Um, yeah. Which you know, it'd be Gouda if he did, um, but he didn't. So you know, I'm havarding a bad time hard time understanding why he can't figure out this charcuterie board myself. Yeah. But, um, you know, hopefully in the future we'll get Chetta. Anyway. Uh, there's really, I mean. Well, don't leave out the donkeys, right? The donkeys, I mean, the donkeys are up to kiss. Um, and then she asked him about his past relationship. He said, I was dating a girl for four yeah. months. Let's focus she, on this for a second. Say, yeah, yeah, this is a let's big be part. clear here. He's, he's the bachelor looking to get engaged. And he said, his last relationship, he dated for four months and then she wanted a title, which made him dump her because he doesn't want to pursue anyone that he doesn't see marrying, which I think was a producer save because I think he just said, this girl wanted to be my girlfriend. I dated her for four months and I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm out, but I'm going to be the bachelor and all of a sudden I'm going to be engaged. Makes me feel like this is not going to work with him because whoever he chooses will want to be his wife or at yeah. least his Instagram follower friend cohort. Yeah. One of the two. It'll be, I mean, I can understand if maybe, you know, if he's a guy and he's not looking for anything serious and he really enjoys this girl and all of a sudden she's like, I want to put a label on this because I really care about you and he's not there. Unfortunately, that poor soul is going to be let down by that. But I think it's one of those things where I feel like we need to address the fact that I don't know when, how long ago that relationship was. Hopefully it was a long time ago where he's really had some time to work on himself and not have that kind of approach because a newsflash, Matt, you're getting engaged at the end of this thing. So like there's no, there's no, uh, you know, 
a label will be slapped on regardless because they're going to put a ring in a box in your hands and expect you to get on one knee. So he probably heard the sad, sad news about Claire and Dale, and he was just. But where's the hope? I don't want a title because when I get a title, it ends. I just love being with you. Um, try, try and sound sad about Clay's situation without having a smile on your face. Like okay, right, right, right. Hold on. <clears throat> open, open scene. Hey, Alex, I need to talk to you about something that is not sitting well with me at all. Um, see, I believe in love. I really do. And I'm a firm believer in when you know, you know, you know, you know, and I, my mentor, Claire, <laughs> it, I, I got pretty far though. I got, you got, you got yourself. Cause I was, I was trying to hold back. And you said my mentor, Claire, <laughs> which, which anybody, if anybody out there is listening to this podcast and somehow sees Claire as a mentor figure, please rethink. Bro, bro, she is taking care of her mom. Give her some slack. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm mentor Claire. <laughs> um, quote of the quote of the cast today. All right. Um, so I, uh, um, the only thing I've left is that he gave her the rose, and then they had gotten the same jacuzzi as Bree's date, the wood fire jacuzzi, mm-hmm. and then her bathing suit looked exactly like her dress. <laughs> is what I wrote down. And then um, I, I have to, I, I'm starting to get, I'm glad you brought up the jacuzzi because I'm starting to get a little bit, I don't know, a little bit disappointed because you look at the production value of this season and all you see are sprawling hills and woods. And I'm like, there's got to be something more than just the resort. And it seems like they're going back to the same spots again. And I get it. We're in a coronavirus year. I get it. But like, I'm starting to go, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Like the jacuzzi, I get, we, we haven't even got, we went one episode between jacuzzis. Are, are we kidding ourselves here? It is the same jacuzzi. Like, yeah. And, that's and what I'm saying. And heaven forbid we went so long without seeing a mat without a shirt on. They had to fit it in somewhere. Yep. Um, like, is like, like the next one going to involve, oh, we're going to take the ATVs again, but we're going to go over to the airplane. <laughs> we're just recycling these things guys come on let's let's choose something different here they take the airplane to a remote place to go in the jacuzzi um (laughs) they just move the jacuzzi to different locations (laughs) brilliant it's it's, i mean makes sense to me um and then they have a then they have the whole conversation with uh, the girls and sarah and they were acting like mean girls yep some even though they were mean girls there were some funny lines they said like matt sarah doesn't need matt she needs a xanax that was that was really good. I, I like that one. Um, and then Victoria said, "I would want to fuck Matt if he sends Sarah home." And it's kind of like, "Don't you want to do that anyway?" Like whether he does it or not. Like Victoria, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Victoria, <laughs> there's parts of me that I'm starting to like her a little bit, and I hate myself for it. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the end of it. Sarah goes to talk to Matt. She throws the girls under the bus, although she doesn't throw Katie under the bus without specifically naming Katie, which I think that was a good opportunity to say, like, hey, oh, Katie really hey, stepped up. One girl says cool. Yeah, it's Katie. Yeah. But Sarah, Sarah didn't do that because she's only interested in herself. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's not a good person. I'm just saying that everything she did was calculated for herself. And 
Um, ultimately, she went home. I'm sure she'll come back. Um, oh, along with, I think she'll come back, huh? Along with other people. Yeah. I don't know. And my what's, theory, your, what's your theory? Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's jump into Matt's theory corner. It. So I think that The Bachelor had a bunch of alternates in quarantine on site just in case one of these girls tests positive uh, so they could fill her in. So I think they had these girls that were alternate stand-ins and they just said, hey, let's throw them in the mix just because it. Yeah. they've done the quarantine, they don't have the virus, um, we've gone this far without issue. Because if you remember, Clara left and then Tasha stepped in. Then Tasha had a second round of guys. Four guys, same, yeah. Same thing I think that happened last time. These were just alternates that were you know, quarantining as well. And when no one jumped, dropped out, they'll just bring them in. But apparently there's an old girl from Colton season coming. So we'll yeah. have the Never Been Kiss girl, Heather. So we'll have to see that. But that was the episode... This is Romancing Our Stones, and at the end of every episode, we give a Stones rating to determine how tolerable this episode is for us as men. Uh, we each have two Stones to give. Naturally. And uh, two stone, zero Stones mean... No, sorry. I did two Stones first. I mixed this up last time. Two Stones means you like the episode. Zero Stones means an act of castration is preferable to watching this episode. Alex, what you got? Uh, I mean... Sarah became a pain in the butt. Um, it got to the point where I was just begging for her to leave. Um, I'm going to give it one stone. It had its moments. It had its drama. But ultimately, I was kind of waiting for the end of the episode. Mainly because yeah. of her. I was glad. And I'll give it the one stone because I'm actually glad she did follow through on her threats <laughs> of leaving. Yeah, if it was one of those things where she stayed, oh, if, can I convince you to stay? And she goes, all right. I'd be like, I, it would have been zero stones. But if she actually was, goes, no, I'm getting the car. not there to hold her feet to the fire, she would have done that. In my, yeah. in this podcaster's opinion, I think that this girl would have stayed and this is her MO and it's kind of like, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave. Yep. Chase, chase, She's chase. dangling the carrot. Yep. So I also give it one stone because I was distracted during it and I was on my phone and you know, I was just kind of watching. I was like, "This is toxic behavior. This isn't good." Mm-hmm. It's like, so like I wasn't really super into it. Uh, I thought the girls were terrible to Sarah in the moment. Um, although sometimes when people be are someone, sometimes people can be terrible, but yet say very witty things. And I think I need to uh, appreciate the witty yeah. comments. I think I need to, I need to appreciate good jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, saying, that's why I think Victoria went me over just a little bit. I'm like, all right, she's got some, she's got some jokes. I like it. Her right? jokes landed. Her jokes were very yeah. poignant, funny, and punny. But then you have my kids. Like, I hope I never see your face again. Like, <laughs> okay, what? Like, get highly likely here. if she leaves. <laughs> like, yeah. calm down. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's one stone for me. One stone for Alex. If you're good at math, one plus one divided by seven times seven is two. Three. Oh, two. <laughs> two stones for this episode um if you like us on if you like us follow us on twitter at ro stones guys ro stones with an s guys on instagram at ro stones guys um on youtube at ro stones guys if you want to be a guest uh on the show slide into our dms i got the uh, zoom premium account so we can get as many of you as <laughs> want um not sponsored yet though somebody help us pay for that yeah 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 my 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 real job helped me pay for that um and that's our show alex 
Go get some rest, man. Yes, I need it desperately. I will go <laughs> grab some. All right, y'all have a good week. Have a good night, everyone.